You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I am Becca. We are your nutrition educators. And this is The Food Code. Hello and welcome back to the Food Code. We are excited. We've got one of our new coaches mm-hmm. on with us today. Yes, Ms. Jen Ismar. Yes. Hello. Welcome. welcome. Hello. We are excited to have you. So the funny story is that Liz and I actually did this podcast with Jen, uh, what, like two weeks ago and didn't <laughs> hit record or something happened with Zoom and it didn't record. So we're redoing it. Um, so, and also another fun little reconnection story is how I know Jen. So Jen was one of the coaches at the very first CrossFit gym that I went to. So after college, I like needed a workout outlet and was doing like this Globo gym uh, downtown where they like served pizza and alcohol on Friday nights at the gym. It was ridiculous. Um, And I went running one day and ran past this like garage that was open and all these, and it was like, this was like 2012. So it was still like early on CrossFit. Um, 2011 even I think and it would like it was like what is this place and so you know long story short fast forward I joined I used my tax return right out of college because I was like I can't afford CrossFit um joined for three months and Jen was one of the head coaches there um and then you know I moved out of the city I was only there for a little while um until I joined another gym where I lived closer to um but new Jen from that Jen what like 10 years later now um yeah And I kind of like follow each other on Instagram and social media. And she reached out to me asking about starting up her own, you know, coaching program. And we got to talking and her vision for what she wants to do, which we're going to get into in just a little bit, aligned really well with what Liz and I do at Fit Mom. And I, you know, thought it would be a great fit. And Liz and I were looking for help, but we also didn't want to like take someone that's really new and like, you know, train them up. And Jen had already been coaching and already has like such a cool backstory, which we're going to talk about. And so I was like, well, would you be interested in helping us out and, you know, joining the team? And so Jen's been working with us now for a couple months and it's been going awesome. Um, We're so excited to have her. So that's a little bit how Jen and I know. So Jen, give us a little bit about you. Like I would love, you know, the 10,000 foot view of what you've been through, what kind of got you to this place now of wanting to help women, wanting to coach um, and a little bit about your story. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me here. Um, I'll start at the beginning. So I've always been active. I was a gymnast in high school. Um, My gymnastics coach took us girls to the weight room and taught us how to lift weights, which is really where my passion for that started. And I owe a lot to him. Um, From there, I got into bodybuilding. Uh, Some trainer at the gym saw me and was like, you should do bodybuilding shows. And I did the figure. So it wasn't like about getting super big, but Mm -hmm. we still did the crazy restrictive diet and the training. And really that was, so I was like 18, 19 years old. And that was where my body image issues started and my disordered eating. So once you get really lean, even though it's not sustainable, and I knew that it's really hard to see yourself gain any kind of body fat after Mm -hmm. that. And so it was restrict and binge cycles for years um, after that. Um, From there, I found CrossFit which I love because I've always been a bit of a over-exerciser. I love the stimulus. I loved the go Mm -hmm. fast. Um, Different from bodybuilding with CrossFit, there was like a clear defined winner. Like you were the fastest, you were the strongest, you win. And I loved that. Um, 
And so from there, I was also doing Krav Maga, which was a really intense training program. And I was during this time working in an office, had gotten married, you know, life was kind of peachy keen and perfect, didn't have really any issues until everything kind of went wrong at once. I got laid off my job, changed careers, was going through a divorce. This, oh, I was overtraining big time because I was doing CrossFit six days a week because I couldn't miss a workout. And then Krav Maga, which is another really intense training program, two hours a day, four or five days a week. Oh, um, and then during this time I was under eating and not, not really intentionally. I just had no idea how much food I needed to eat to support mm-hmm. that kind of activity level. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those things combined, things started to slip. I started to have really bad insomnia, really bad digestive issues. I didn't have a period for 10 years. And I just thought, well, I'm really active. Like that's what happens when you're really active. I was majorly depressed, uh, brain fog, debilitating fatigue. Like sometimes I don't even know how I made it through coaching my classes because I just had no energy, but you like Mm -hmm. force yourself through it. And so I would, you know, eat super clean and healthy and paleo all week and then binge on ice cream on the weekends because I just couldn't control it. My body was just craving those calories. Um, And really from there, I had a 10 year period of my life where life sucked and my mindset sucked. I was focused on all the things that were going wrong, how miserable I was. I wasn't dating. I wasn't going out. Um, I hated myself and my body for not being able to control myself with food. I was a health coach and a trainer, but yet, you know, I was gaining weight that I couldn't lose no matter how much exercise I was doing. And so that kind of led me into like my why, like where I'm at today, you know, I want to help women understand how much food they need to eat and how to eat to support your training and how important stress and sleep and all the things are. Um, It just comes from my personal journey because nobody should have to waste 10 years of their life. Um, There's better ways to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So wanted to, and by the way, I, uh, I didn't know that you were a gymnast in high school. That yeah. makes sense why you were so good at CrossFit. Um, yeah. I, when did for you, cause I know we'll, we'll dive into this just a little bit. When for you did like the gut health issues start to happen? Um, because obviously, you know, we talk a lot about on the podcast and to our clients, like doing extremes with dieting and exercise or really anything never comes without consequence. Um, yeah. There's usually something that happens to the body. So when did the gut issues start happening for you? Um, and what did that look like? So back when I was coaching CrossFit, I was also competing. And that was when I also had a ton of life stress going on. And my body's way of dealing with the stress was to get constipated. So my digestive issues started with not going to the bathroom. And I would not go for weeks. I would take laxatives and do like all the things that I was reading about and just couldn't get myself to go to the bathroom. Um, and I, I didn't even understand back then how important it was to go every day because what I ended up coming down with was SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So basically all the feces was staying inside of me. Mm -hmm. And so that bacteria just starts to flourish and overgrow. And then all the healthy foods I would eat because it was mostly vegetables that I was reacting Mm -hmm. to. I was getting uh, bloated and gassy and staying constipated. And this was where a lot of the frustration came in because here I'm eating cauliflower, broccoli, um, avocados, 
green beans, eggplant, like all the foods that are, you know, healthy, but I'm having all of these issues and I couldn't understand why. And so it started with constipation and then it was just like chronic bloating and gassy and just very uncomfortable. Uh, Yeah. And I know it's something that you've continued to focus on just healing, right. And eradicating this SIBO and SIBO. We know that there's a few different types. It's very, very hard to get past. So can you just walk us through like a couple of things that you have found to be very, bene- very beneficial besides just maybe like removing some of those foods? Cause I know we hear from clients all the time. I have SIBO. My doctor told me to go on low FODMAPs or remove dairy, remove gluten, things like that. And, and it can definitely help in terms of symptoms, but we got to get down to the further root cause. And so I know you've done several things outside of just fasting also with your mindset and breathing and yeah. focusing on stress coping techniques and bringing those things in. So share a little bit about what that healing journey has looked like for you. Yeah. I saw if I had all the money back that I spent on functional medicine, doctors, (laughs) supplements and tests, I would seriously probably be a millionaire. I, I get to so many doctors tried so many things. And in the beginning, some of my doctors would focus on one thing. So like one doctor would be like, Oh, we need to get your period back. And so it was all about my hormones. Another doctor was like, let's focus on the insomnia. And so we tried to do stuff for that. It wasn't until I found a doctor that decided to work on all of it together. So we did something for hormones, something for stress management, something for, um, we worked on my diet that I started to see a little bit of relief, but every time I would see a little bit of progress, I would slide back. And it was because of my mindset. I had so much anxiety and fear around food and going out and what was going to cause a reaction that that psychological state kept putting me right back. I learned for me, stress is a big trigger and my Mm -hmm. mindset was probably my biggest stressor. And so my issues didn't really take a turn for the better until I started working on my mindset. And that started with gratitude, with a gratitude practice. Um, I kept hearing about it and hearing about meditation. And I was like, that's some hippie shit. That's not for me. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to do that woo woo stuff but it like kept coming in my life. And so I was like, all right, I'll try it. And I had heard of um, a guy who said he set an alarm on his phone to remind him to say what he was grateful for. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. So I had, I set two alarms. I was like, I'll go even one better. Every morning, one alarm would go off and just say, what are you grateful for today? And I put like some fun emojis, like hearts and smiley faces. So it made me feel good when I saw it. Mm -hmm. I didn't write it down. I didn't tell anybody. I just kind of thought to myself. And then every night I had an alarm that said, uh, what was the best part of today? And I tried really hard not to repeat things. Um, and it was probably about a month into that, that I noticed, like, I'm sleeping a little better, I'm not really mm-hmm. getting bloated all the time. Like I was, and I didn't change anything else at this point. I had fired all my doctors because I thought they weren't, <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. And I was just going to figure it out on my own, but just by shifting my mindset and looking for the things that were already going right in my life the things that weren't going right started to change. And this blew my mind. So from there, I got more into meditation. I was like, all right, let me try more of this hippie woo woo stuff, right? Like I started to meditate a little bit more. More recently, I've gotten really into breathing practices. And those are the things that have made the biggest difference for me. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, I know that we actually just did a live on that in our private evolve group that you did that I, the hardest part about this is that everyone wants to know 
what should I do with my food? What should I do with my exercise? What, and some even, you know, sleep, I think some people even buy into like, yeah, I'm not sleeping great. I'll, I'll be willing to work on that for whatever reason. Stress is the non-tangible that everyone refuses to accept affects as much as it affects. Mm -hmm. And it is so impactful. Like you talked about, like the mindset. And that is for me too, like the past year and a half, I have very consciously made an effort to shift my mindset into positive thinking versus always having the negative thought pop in because it's so easy. Like look at myself in the mirror, think something negative, you know, mm-hmm. something happens at work, think something negative. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that anxiety. That's just, it's PTSD. It's inherent in our body. It's inherent in our mind. And you have to consciously create mm-hmm. a different environment to have a different life. And we always look to the food, the exercise, these things that are tangible, that people feel like they're doing something. And instead for the most, you know, the majority of the population, it's like, do you have a problem doing nothing? And slowing down, because if you do, that's probably the main thing you need to do, mm-hmm. like the main yeah. thing you need to focus on. And so I know a big part of what we originally talked about when we kind of reconnected earlier this year is we talked about the retreats that you want to do and, you know, how you want to kind of take people out of their environment. Because I think when you are in an environment that is a routine, you know, like you wake up, you have your kids that are a stress right away. You have your work that's a stress right away. You have your relationship. Like there's there's not a lot that you can fine. I think people struggle really hard breaking out of a routine. Like I don't have time. Where am I going to find time to do something else when I already don't have time? So the retreats I know are a big thing that you love because it's able, like you're able to take people out of that. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the retreats? I know you just had one, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and kind of your vision for what you want for them and what you, you know, plan for them in the future and how you, how they look. Yeah. So, you know, 95% of our day, we're operating from our subconscious mind, which means it's automatic. And it's what's automatic is repeating the same thoughts, the same habits, the same um, behaviors. And so change is hard and changing mindset is even harder because we we don't even realize sometimes where our mindset is. Um, But like you said, in order to, to really make change, we have to get out of that environment. And I love nature, like moving to California eight, nine years ago was one of the best things I've ever done for myself because I've been outside more. And there's studies that prove like just being outside in the sun, in the the grass, like walking barefoot can make us feel happier and it changes our physiology. Mm -hmm. And so these retreats came about where one of my biggest passions is helping women understand number one, what are all the things that do stress us out, right? So that we can maybe shift our mindset around some of them, our perception um, of things to help change that. But also to just have a community of other women, right? So be able to talk to other women that have the same struggles. Um, So creating these retreats where it's a combination of doing something hard. So we're backpacking, we're putting all of our, all the things that we really truly need on us and walking into the forest. There's amazing views. The energy is great. You're around surrounded by other women. There's no social media. There's nothing to do. Like you are a hundred percent focused on relaxing and regenerating. Um, and then there, once we're in that place, then we give strategies for how to take this into your normal life. Like now let's talk about when you go home, how can we make things a little bit better with already where you're at? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, there's nothing like going without running water, a shower, a (laughs) toilet, 
to make you appreciate those small things in life. And gratitude and appreciation are one of the two best ways to truly be happy. Mm-hmm. It's not about losing the weight. That's not going to make you happy. It's not mm-hmm. about finding the husband. It's not about the car or the house. Like those things don't really make us happy. We have to be happy inside first and gratitude, savoring experiences, um, social connections. Those are the things that make us truly happy. And that's what I want to expose more women to. And the retreats are also a kind of, it's all done for you. All the gears taken care of the foods taken care of, like you just show up. We give you a small list of items to bring and that's it. So we tried to make it as easy as possible so that there's no barriers to entry. I love that. So in terms of like where these retreats happen, I know you just had one and you're having a a couple of upcoming ones as well. Are you doing them all in California? Are you meeting people different parts of the country going to different, you know, forest or what's kind of the agenda for these? I know they're three days long right now, eventually want to get into doing, um, you know, longer retreats and maybe go overseas and things like that. Mm -hmm. But kind of just share with the listeners, if they were interested in doing one of these retreats, what that would look like in terms of, you know, meeting you, the three days spent there and, you know, beyond. Yeah. Um, So right now they're going to be all in California. There are so many national parks and beautiful wilderness areas here to explore um, that I can't wait to see as many of them as I can, but I do have plans to eventually expand. I see these retreats um, going more like five, seven days and being in like Barcelona, Tulum, Bali. Um, but there will always be some component of adventure. Like that's mm-hmm. part of it is doing something that's hard, but also plenty of relaxing and rejuvenating time. So in California, I'm partnering with a company, Ventana Exploration. Um, Fred is the owner of that. And he knows all of these trails, like the back of his hand, he's got an emergency helicopter service. Like he knows all the permits. Yeah. So it's very safe. Like all the emergency, um, things that need are, are taken care of. Um, and then, you know, from there we'll expand. So I'm going to be putting up within this week, the next several, we're going to try to go one a month. I'm even going to do one for new year's this year. So like, yeah, what a better way to spend New Year's at some bar drinking than like to I be know. in the wilderness. I'm usually in bed by 9.30 on New Year's now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, especially with kids, we don't yeah. go out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this last one, I did have somebody fly in. So I'll help you with all the travel if people did want to fly Very in cool. for these. Uh, we all actually stayed at a hotel close to the trail um, site where we met in the morning. So all of the logistics will be explained. We had a Zoom call before to go over any questions, go over what to bring. Um, so try to make sure that you're completely prepared for this. That's awesome. I love it. So now that you obviously have had a very you know, long journey where you've learned a ton, um, what kind of goals do you have for yourself with your health and your fitness and, you know, moving forward? Liz and I are obviously big believers and you know this in terms of like always growing and always continuing to find new things about yourself and, you know, find different ways to bring joy and happiness into your life. So what, now that you're on this, you know, very different path than maybe you were eight, 10 years ago, um, what is your vision for you moving forward? Yeah, great question. One of my favorite quotes is if you're not growing, you're dying. Like Mm -hmm. there is no staying the same. We're either moving one direction or the other. And I continually want to grow and evolve and change. And it's a process. Like by no means is my nutrition perfect or my training perfect. I work on it every day. And I, I learn from my mistakes as I go through. Um, But 
right now, being healthy and happy are my goals. Mm -hmm. Like for me, you know, pulling back my exercise was something that was hard at first because I was always like, I had to go really hard to feel like I had a good workout Mm -hmm. or it wasn't enough. And I no longer feel like that. I actually really want to get my yoga teacher training. So I've like swung the complete opposite way. (laughs) Um, I do things that make me feel good. that give me energy, not that take it, that drain my energy or take it away. Like it's all about what, where I thrive, right. Mm -hmm. Not just surviving or getting by. So my goals now are just to be healthy and happy. Yeah. I love Love that. That is something that we want for all of our clients. And at the end of the day, like if you can honestly say that you are very happy and you are healthy, then you just find different ways to maintain that. And, you know, in, in different ways across different seasons of life. Um, Cause at the end of the day, I think a lot of people strive for health, but you know, they're unhappy in the process because it's too restrictive or it's mm-hmm. too, you know, it's, it's not sustainable. And on the contrary, like, yeah, well, I really enjoy drinking and I really enjoy partying with my friends, but then like, are we really that healthy? Are we, you know, are we dealing with health symptoms and stuff like that? So those two pieces look different for every single person. Um, and they're probably going to look different for every person in that person's life at different phases. So I think that's yeah. awesome. And it's a great I goal. Think, I think too, like, we should define health, right? Like everyone has a different mm-hmm. vision of what health look like, looks like. Totally. And I love my mother to death, but she had made a comment recently about how, how healthy she was. And I was like, mom, you don't have any eyebrows. Like she's not sleeping. Her thyroid's uh, obviously impacted. She's, she's yeah. lost her eyebrows. She's got digestive issues, but to her health just means no cancer. Like if she yeah. doesn't have cancer, she's healthy mm. to me. Health means I have energy. I'm sleeping through the night. I can do all the things I want to do. I could pick up my grandchild or my niece or my nephew. Mm-hmm. I, you know, can move my body. I can play. I have fun. I'm happy. Like those are all like, that's all part of health yeah. as far mm-hmm. as I see it. Um, yep. And, and then goes along with being happy. Yeah. And I think the hard thing is that a lot of people think health equals a, a lower weight on the scale. And yeah. although it may, then a lot of times people go to go about that in a way that doesn't make them happy. Mm-hmm. And they think that that weight on the scale will give them health and happiness, but it's mm-hmm. such a, it's such a journey of mind and not just body too. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I know you obviously found yeah. for yourself and you know, you're so much happier now. And I, I, I yeah. love hearing that story because I think a lot of people like one thing that I love talking to people. Cause one thing that spoke to me that you said earlier was like, when we reach a physique that is so lean, but not sustainable, it's very hard to see yourself get any heavier or like not that lean anymore. It, it's like, a, it, it, you've, that is where the damage is done. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> mentally for a lot of people. Um, and I think for athletes, for physique competitors, for people that reach such a high level, they struggle the rest of their lives trying to mm-hmm. battle thinking that that is where they should stay. Um, so that was very powerful for me to hear yeah. that part. <laughs> and we, yeah. We've heard that from several people. You know, I know it's something that Becca has struggled with herself where she got to a place you were super lean and maybe you weren't healthy, but you were happy in terms of the physique. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I love that you brought that up because I think it does, it looks different for everyone, yeah. you know, and I think it's really important for people to be able to have someone guide them you know, through the process to find what that looks like for them, where they have a good balance, where they're healthy, they're happy. And, you know, they can truly just live life and not be miserable, always thinking about dieting or always thinking about, you know, getting 
to the gym seven days a week and running their body into the ground and finding that balance too of a lifestyle, the proper training, the proper nutrition to be nourished. You know, I know that was one thing that you brought up as well. It's like, I didn't know how to fuel my body for the amount of exercise that I was doing and the energy demands that I needed. And so, you know, that was probably one of the things that led you to also the development of constipation and SIBO. And so it's always important to have just that education and knowledge. So I love that this is your passion now and you are here with us on the Fit Mom team and helping mm-hmm. other people not make yeah. the same mistakes that you did and go through the journey in a much easier way. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. And we will put links and all of that in the podcast notes. Um, Jen, obviously, if you want, you can mention right now, like where can people find you? Where can they find information about the retreats? Um, Obviously, Jen is one of our coaches. So (laughs) you can always find her through us too. Um, But go ahead and give some information on where people can find information about the retreats and, you know, just your journey. So for right now, uh, my Instagram next gen, N E X T J E N zero nine is the best place. I'm going to post, um, the links for the next ones there. I haven't got a website just yet. And then I'm also on Facebook under next gen. Okay. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll be hearing more from Jen very soon. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.